And then, so is it fair to say five paying that average ACB you said earlier, about a hundred grand, you're about a half million run rate today? Roughly. Okay. Can you, can you break a million this year, you think? Uh, we aim to do more than that. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Gareth Hewitt. He's a technology professional with over 20 years of financial services software experience. His experience with the current legacy system approaches to data integration, customizability, modeling, complex accounting, and others show his and demonstrate his belief that there's a deep-rooted need for a powerful modern development platform with integrated accounting in financial services. That's why he's building LemonEdge.com. Gareth, you ready to take us to the top? Yep. All right. So did you were you like a CFO at a company or something? How did you really get familiar with this pain point? Um, no, I, uh, it comes from a technical background, um, working in financial services in four different companies of the prior 20 years, building out partnership accounting systems. So um, each time, you know, we started from scratch, built it again, and kind of iterated that design over the previous 20 years. And um, got to grips with all of the problems in the industries and the complexities as times change. And so have a, have a modern solution to that. And, and so today, can you maybe share some of the customers that are paying for your platform? Is there a specific niche or is it really for anyone? So really, our, my, my background is in private capital. So private equity, fund administration, venture capital, et cetera. Um, and uh, what we did with Lemon Edge is instead of building a, a private capital solution from the ground up, we started with a low-code development platform for financial services. Um, and then we used that to build our private capital solution. And, and really that was mainly for any implementation of these types of, of products. Clients build lots of proprietary systems around them. Um, and so this and platform enabled them to do that, but also it was because the story of there being 20-year-old legacy systems that do the back office accounting in, in private equity isn't just restricted to private equity. It's the same in insurance, it's the same in syndicated loans and credit derivatives, tax modeling, et cetera. So by starting with that local platform that did the GL for back office accounting for complex transactions and you know lots of different legal vehicles, um, it meant that we could take the platform and, and move it across financial services. And so today, what are customers paying on average per month or per year to use Lemon Edge? I mean, it really depends. It's a it's a subscription based uh, product. It's not SaaS. Quite like most of our clients are large, currently because we're selling within private capital, are large billion dollar um, firms. So they are um, paying a, a yearly license. Um, it's not. Um, like per month or anything like that. But, well, that's uh, fine, but I'm just trying to get a sense. Are we talking like a hundred thousand dollars a year or like a million a year? Uh, we're talking in the hundred thousand dollar plus range. Okay, got it. So something like a hundred thousand dollars per year. And why would someone? What enables you to sell someone a hundred thousand bucks a year versus five hundred thousand bucks a million? Uh, five hundred thousand dollars a year. Is it AUM under management or what's the utility based upsell? That's the way it used to be. Um, I think that a lot 
still kind of stick to that. It's not obviously favored by our clients. We tend to do a user-based approach, but that also ties to complexity. So depending on the simplicity of the fund or the complexity, number of investors, number of entities, complex transactions, et cetera, kind of kind of have a matrix. But it's it's really about tying the the software to the value that the, the company is getting back. That, I guess that's why I'm asking it, right? Is the value tied to AUM managed number of users, number of LPs in the fund, number of transactions? If you had to pick one that was the most meaningful in terms of capturing value, which one would you say it was? I mean, that's, that's uh, yeah, like I say, it's a matrix of those things. It's not AUM, but it will be because uh, you could have a big fund that's pretty simple in, in terms of how it runs. You could have a small fund that's got you know, a hybrid fund across special credit or debt with lots of investors, that's intensely more complicated. So it, it's really that, that gauges it more than the size of the fund does. Understood. Okay. But customers, again, paying minimum 100,000 a year, maximum, maybe five, six, 700,000 a year, depending Min- on how Minimum can be lower than that, but I would say, you know, on average, it's, it's probably 100 plus. Okay. Fair. Put this all on a timeline for me. When did you write the first line of code for the platform? Uh, we started in literally as soon as the world locked down in COVID. So I think that was March 2020. So like I just came back from New York um, to London to start the company. And literally like three days later, the, everything shut down. Jeez. Okay. So 2020. And have you bootstrapped today or did you decide to raise capital? Uh, we raised capital towards the end of 2020 when we got, uh, launched the, cap- uh, the product. Um, but up until that point, so for the first like nine plus months or whatever, we were uh, doing it ourselves and, you know, the whole world was locked down. So actually working out of our bedrooms wasn't a disadvantage at that point. Um, uh, everyone else was. But then, yeah, we raised capital when we started going to market at the end of 2020. And how much did you raise in 2020? So we raised two, just over two and a half million dollars um, from a, a VC out in New York with a... Um, two strategic investors uh, alongside, um, one Tico Bernstein, who did um, uh, parse.com and scribe.com, um, and the other being um, Lauren Lysovich, who was the founder of InvestRan, like one of the competitors in private capital. Um, and that was led by Sidekick, the VC firm in New York. So 2.5 in 2020, that's all you've raised to date, right? So being capital efficient? Uh, no, we... Um, it's not we we raised that at the beginning of 2021 um and that was to bring on board the senior leadership team you know build sorry gareth just to be clear you raised 2.5 million in 2020 or 2021 beginning of 2021 sorry end of oh. 2020 beginning of okay. 2021 sorry. okay got it and then it sounds like you did another round after that yeah so as we brought on the team um it takes about nine months to make an enterprise sale so when we got towards uh q4 of last year um, we started talking to some some firms who were interested in our product. Blackstone was one of them. We did a proof of concept with them. They were um, uh, incredibly impressed with what we could do. And so we saw the ability to extend that seed round to bring them on as a partner. You know, what we've been looking for is always strategic partnerships, not necessarily the cash. And Blackstone is obviously an enormously valuable name and they have a huge amount of experience across asset classes, which can help us in the product. So extended that for $4 million, just over $4 million, a total of about close to $7 million for the, the end of that, for, for the entire year. 
Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. And how did you deal? I mean, obviously you grew between the end of 2021 and when you just let people put in 4 million more, did you just do that as like a rolling safe and you just increase the valuation for the second tranche or how did you structure that? Uh, yes, we increased the, the valuation, but uh, to let um, Blackstone in as like I a see. extension to that seat. Yeah. I see. I see. But all on convertible notes or have you actually priced the business yet? Priced equity? No, it's all, yeah, it's all on preferred share. Oh, okay, got it, got it. So, I guess would you consider that four million then, like your seed round, effectively? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's okay. It. And then most most are selling sort of in their seed round, you know, anywhere between sort of ten and twenty percent of the business. Were you sort of in that same range? About that, yeah. Okay, fair. So that would mean like you raise it like a forty million valuation, something around there. Uh, well, no, because we did we did it in like two stages, right? We had the initial tranche and then the second tranche. Blackstone coming in, but oh, so the full six point five million you sold somewhere between ten and twenty percent total. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Very cool. And then I guess flesh out more of the team. Sort of the team for me today. How many folks are full time? Um. Well, everyone. Um. We have. uh, I know. I don't know how many everyone is. What's the team size? We had. uh, We had fifteen at the beginning of this year. We've doubled that in the last three months to about thirty. Um, 32. I think we've got a couple more coming on. So, and how many are full time engineers? I think the development team is six right now. It could be seven. That's very small, actually. I was expecting you to say way more considering how engineering your pitch is, heavy your pitch is. Why aren't there more engineers? Um, I think that's because it's been my experience and my background is um, developing these types of products. Um, is that I think we focused on hiring like really good developers. Um, we have a test that, you know, we think is, you know, really good. And pretty much I would say 85, 90% of people fail. Um, and it's been my experience in the previous companies I've worked with, you know, the products we've achieved with four or five people and then moved to competitors that so have 80 people and achieve less. Like I think most people in the industry you know, senior developers and stuff that we hire, that we that we look at, aren't good developers. But there's so many out there, people don't understood. Know that, so yeah. So you lower them. amount, higher quality, more SWAT team yeah. approach versus Army makes sense. Um, how many customers are you now serving today? Right now, there's five. Um, five okay. And uh, another five that we're on uh, in the process of of closing. And then, so is it fair to say five paying that average ACB you said earlier about a hundred grand? You're about a half million run rate today, roughly. Okay, can you can you break a million this year? You think? Uh, we aim to do more than that. Mm-hmm. And if you're at a half million run rate today, where were you exactly a year ago? Do you remember? 
well, we only started getting the first set of clients in Q4 last year. So you had no um, revenue a year ago. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. This is great. And do you think most of your growth this year will come from expanding on these first five customers or adding brand new customers altogether? Both. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the clients that we onboard will want to do further work uh, and expand what they do, particularly because we have a platform. But we obviously aim to bring on a, a quite a number of uh, new clients too. Mm-hmm. And how are you finding these clients? I mean, do you have a head of sales that does this, or is this really you and your relationships from the hedge fund world? Um, no, we have a. We are my. Uh, I started the company back in 2020 with um, um, my co-founder um, Jamie. He's his background is sales and marketing, um, so he kind of heads up that. But uh, you know, a lot of our initial sales are from my background and Lauren's background, who is. Um, you know, the co-founder of Investran and, and our implementation. So Gareth, sorry, just to be clear, there's three co-founders? No, just myself and Jamie, sorry. Who's Laura? Lauren is the, um, one of the investors we brought in at the beginning of um, 2021. So she's the co-founder of, um, Investran. Got it. Okay. But you and Jason, did you guys just split 50, 50 at the beginning? Uh, no, um, uh, Jamie, uh, I brought oh, Jamie, board. Sorry. Um, so he's a. Uh, um, I wanted someone who didn't have experience on sale, selling in private equity, but could target more financial services as a whole. Got it. So you own a little more equity than Jamie because you started it. Yeah. I see. Okay. Uh, very cool. Um, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, uh, Gareth. What's the last book that you read? The last book that I read. Um, it was. A long time ago, it's probably some space epic, but I can't remember if I'm totally honest. Space epic. We'll put that in. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I don't. Okay, that's a none. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Favorite online tool? Um, I would probably say we use Teams a huge amount. Um, Microsoft Teams. We do, everything we've done has been virtual. We hired everyone virtually. Gareth, what what we don't know what Teams means. Microsoft Teams or what? Yes, sorry, yeah. Okay, absolutely. got it. Uh, number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Between four to six. Four, five hours. That's not healthy. It's not healthy. Most of the times, I get six. All right, fair enough. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, married, uh, one kid. One kiddo. Okay. And how old are you? 40. 40. Last question. Something you wish you knew back when you were 20. Oh, start companies earlier. <laughs> Guys, like a good entrepreneur, lemonedge.com. Again, really selling into these big uh, you know, funds, hedge funds, pension funds, et cetera, helping folks uh, understand and do fund management. He really prices against you know number of users, number of LPs, number of transactions. How, how, how complex is the fund effectively? Launched back in 2020, he's raised 6.5 million to date, sold between 10 and 20% of the business, looking to scale now 32 people full-time, six engineers. Again, uh, five customers right now, about a half million run rate, looking to more than double that this year. We'll see what happens. Gareth, thanks for taking us the top. All right. Thank you.